my God, were the scenes on Saturday ugly. Dublin. And on Friday, I told you that I was reading a book, Fanula, about misinformation by an Irish guy. And I feel ashamed that I couldn't remember the name of it because, by God, it's as important today as it was on Friday. The Irrational Ape. It's by a guy called David Robert Grimes. He wrote it a couple of years ago and then he has updated since the pandemic started and the amount of false and fake information that has been sprouted along throughout all of this, he's updated with some chapters. It's a compelling read and I'm glad that I was reading before this and you could see what was not to, to say, oh look, I'm an expert but I had a tiny little bit of knowledge and I was always interested in misinformation over the past couple of years and Saturday is an accumulation of years and compounded misinformation since this pandemic started. It's very scary um, and I think a lot of the commentary that was there on Saturday was kind of, in some instances poking fun at certain elements of what was there and what was seen and there's a place for that as well but I actually think it's really important not to dismiss what was seen on Saturday. I don't think people are trying to dismiss it to be fair but to acknowledge that those type of thoughts and viewpoints are there and then it's a matter of well okay how do we move away from that sort of protest and that sort of expression that as you said is the result of well unfortunately a lot of disinformation and misinformation um, that's out there and that it really really has to be tackled. Yeah and I've had tough conversations uh, and arguments with people since the pandemic started and for instance I was talking to one of those people on Sunday and they were laughing at the protests on Saturday a few months ago like this is how quick and how important it is to tackle misinformation they were talking that Bill Gates wanted to stick a chip in them and the vaccine and they wholeheartedly believed that and where did they get their information was Facebook and Facebook groups and they denied that that's where they got their information. They were adamant that they knew this all along and that they had done their research, but it was Facebook that was pushing this information to them. And we had an argument, a full-on blown argument about that Bill Gates isn't trying to stick a chip in you. And then they realized how silly those protests were on Saturday. But if that information and misinformation and fake news goes unchecked, it manifests itself into something like happened on Saturday. And you can take the pace off them if you want and you want to connect, correct their grammar and take the piss out of the tracksuits. That's grand, but that's going to do absolutely nothing because every major TV talk show host in the US, they laughed at Trump for years and they took the pace out of his hair and look and how he spoke, but it done nothing. And it, the Capitol riots still happened because of that. So we can take the pace to comfort ourselves, but we really need to look at tackling misinformation and how do we steer people away from the mad conspiracy theories. I think it was Mark Ty, you know him from Champagne Football, the book that he wrote on John Delaney. He's with, um, he writes for other newspapers, but he had an article at the weekend and he was speaking to a couple of people and they were protesting against RTE because they said that RTE people were eating babies to make themselves younger. And they full, fully believed that complete nonsense conspiracy theory. We have to look at how people are getting to such a place that they believe something like that rather than 
let's take the solid piss out of them because it makes us feel better. That's not going to help with this situation. Misinformation is one of the most dangerous things that we face as a species. And an attitude, yeah, as you said, of superiority is really going to help nothing. And it's something actually, do you remember a few years ago between the referendums on repealing the 8th and also on marriage equality and a lot of the messaging that went out around that was, oh, look, talk to talk to your family members, talk to people, have the conversations, find out why they're voting a certain way. And I think an element of that could come in useful here, whereby, like you said, you had that argument with, with your friend or whoever it was. It's about having kind of uncomfortable conversations and it's not about you storming in going, I'm right and everything you mm. believe is wrong. It's not that. It's questioning, you know, why, yeah, why do they believe this? Where did they get it? And maybe trying to redirect them towards verified information and fact-checked information because if there's one thing you have to realise, anyone can put up mm. a video on YouTube. Anyone can create a page on Facebook it's not subject to the same regulations and checking and fact-checking that mainstream media are. So if you could have that difficult conversation with someone in your life, then maybe you could do some good. There's no one answer that fits all, but I do know for certain that taking the salad piss isn't going to solve anything no. out of this. And what's funny is that the same tactics of people that were trying to show their angry and anger and dismay at the protests at the weekend fell into the same tactics that some of these people that want to spread in misinformation. So, for instance, I'll give you an example. One person was complaining that the video of the person throwing the firework at the guards, that it was chopped uh, tactically, that it just looked like the guards stormed in and all the people without the firework being thrown. So that was one complaint. And then they were sharing that RT News were saying that the far left were involved with this protest. They were sharing a clip that was tactically cut as well. And what they failed to mention was it wasn't that RTE reporter was coming forward and saying that there was elements of the far left and far right. It was that the reporter was reporting on Drew Harris, the guard, the commissioner, saying there was elements of that. So the same tactic was bemoaned by this person and then also used by this person for a narrative. So it's a cluster you know the next word that comes after that we really just have to look at how we're getting our information, where we're getting our information from and question the legitimacy of the information that we're reading It's I, I cannot overstate that enough misinformation is unbelievably dangerous Exactly, and it's going to breed and fester in an atmosphere of distrust and in an atmosphere where people are, of course, massively fed up and, of course, going through the most challenging time they've probably ever lived through over the last year. That's not to take away from any of the challenges people are facing, but what we saw on Saturday was upsetting, Yeah, you know? It was upsetting, so... As we said, calls now for a an event that is being planned for Cork to, to be scrapped and not to have a repeat of scenes that were that we did see on Saturday. But yeah, as you said, very multi layered, no one simple answer, but we all have to do what we can to fight it. Yeah, we can't really look at America and the capital riots and go, Jesus, they're mad. God, they're, how did they get in that situation at all? Isn't that hilarious? And then it's right on our doorstep and we're going, ah, no, 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 we'll just barge on with what we're doing. If I can recommend a book again, since I forgot his name on Friday, <laughs> David Robert Grimes, The Irrational Ape, is quite good. We move on from here, but we'll be looking at misinformation 
and speaking to people that are in the know and studying this for years since the birth of social media in the weeks coming. Radio in the afternoon with Tesco weekdays from three on iRadio. I-